This is MJ, I love tokusatsu, and I uh, want to talk about Kamen Rider 01, episode 41 right now. This is MJ Love Toku 66. Uh, I'm calling this Endgame. So, the first of all, this is going to be like the last analysis of 01, you know, 40. Uh, it's going to be real short, it's going to be real to the point, because I liked it so much, and there's not really much else I could say. So right away I'm going to give you... Uh, Overtime translated the title as uh, Join Hands with Thy Neighbor. Like I said already, this is 0141. And uh, the writer was Yu Takahashi, the head writer, and Shojiro Nakazawa was directing again. So, cool stuff. And it originally aired on August 2nd, 2020. Uh, today is August 13th, 2020. So, I'm um, getting close now. Getting close. So, first I want to focus on some really cool visuals. I really enjoyed the scene uh, where the ARC satellite actually got destroyed. We'll see if that's actually the end of ARC. I think it is, uh, which is neat for me. Um, but, I don't know, it felt kind of Star Wars-y them blowing up a little space station thing out there with a, you know, ship or whatever. So, uh, that was just kind of fun. And it was just a neat visual thing. And there was even this moment where I didn't screen grab it, where Aruto's down on Earth and he's looking up into the sky and he sees some bright flashing. And that's the satellite being destroyed. And, you know, he feels at peace before Hirobi reveals that things maybe aren't all okay. Um... Unfortunately, there was a really cool rider kick, the, you know, Zero Two Big Bang, but it was CGI, and I wish it wasn't. Uh, I wish it would have been a little more practical, but it still looked really cool, and we got a lot of great kicks from uh, Zero Two in this episode. Uh, lots of fun. He even did this thing where he was, like, turning over or flipping, and he's like, nope! <laughs> like, I think he literally said nope, or, like, not gonna allow it. I think it was muta, which is... Oh, no, I'm confusing Hebrew and, and Japanese. I don't know what it means, but he was like, no, I'm not going to let you do it. So he, like, turned around again, and then he was able to do this weird backflip rolly kick, and it looked really good. Um, looked very, very good. So that, that was cool. Uh, I just like the idea of Hirobi and uh, Aruto standing together against Ark as a, you know, a more important enemy. And I like the fact that... Uh, I think that's all the visual stuff I wanted to talk about, really. Let me, before I get in. Oh, you know what? So, on the directing, there was a really cool scene in the Metsubojinrai.net uh, base camp or whatever in Daybreak Town where there's uh, Jin and Hirobi are arguing and they're backlit by window coming in from a light and it's the two of them in the foreground or mid-ground because mid there's like stuff in like directly in foreground. And they're, you know, mostly in silhouette. There's a little bit of light on them. That's a really cool looking scene. And then even uh, just the four Metsubo Jinrai people hanging out in there during this argument, uh, it just looked cool. It was a neat shot. Um, and I, I like the question Naki asks, you know, what will freedom hold for us? And that's something that Jin brought up too. I think right after he came back, we saw he was like skulking or like hiding in a little alley or, or alcove or something. Uh, not an alcove, it was an alley of some sort or a tunnel while Zero One was fighting. He's, uh, maybe even Thouser was fighting. Anyway, and he says something like, you know, what lies beyond freedom? And I think that's an interesting question. I think it's an interesting thing to discuss. You know, Aruto is all excited about... Um, you know, pursuing dreams and the dream of Humagear and people living together as one and after Hirobi, you know, helped him defeat Ark, he sure thought that's what was going to happen, but it turns out that that Hirobi had other plans. Um, really, the conflict for Hirobi all along, which, I don't know, what do I use better? 
It's not that he wants, he doesn't want to be fighting against Humagears. The reason he turned against Ark is because Ark wanted him to fight and kill Jin. And uh, Hirobi's had this, this thing, this conflict, his central conflict has been kind of figuring out what is his will uh, and what does he want versus, you know, what is the Ark, what is the Ark's will and what does the Ark want and, you know, who is he going to be faithful to? And I almost used uh, To Thine Own Self Be True as the, uh, the image or the, you know, message or title on the title card type thing because I was thinking it's kind of about being true to yourself, uh, a theme in this episode. You know, Aruto says that he wants to free all of the uh, Humagear, or he wants to free Mitsuo Jinrai from Ark as well as the rest of the Humagear and humans from the tyranny of the Ark. But just because you have one guy oppressing another guy doesn't mean that the guy oppressing or being oppressed is good. So, you know, Jin, Ikazuchi, Naki's un undetermined right now, uh, but, you know, those other two, they want to find some other way. They want to find some measure of good and some uh, positive way to live with humans, but not so for Hirobi. His will is still, and apparently it becomes his own will, and he really takes ownership of what he wants uh, in this episode, is that he not be turned against Humagear. And he brings up an interesting point. You know, it's the whole uh, eco-terrorist, uh, again, I'm going to make a G Gundam uh, Master Asia, or you know, reference, um, that, you know, as long as humans are here, uh, they are destructive. And, I mean, uh, I've had, I think <laughs> Joe Rogan talked about this. I was listening to a, a podcast out of Israel. These two rabbis were talking, and they even talked about this. You know, somebody said uh, uh, activity of a, a terrorist was, you know, animalistic. And, uh, you know, so the secular comedian and then these, you know, Jewish rabbis both brought up the fact that, or the idea, the concept, the re refutation of the idea that these people who, you know, did terrible things and then murdered somebody uh, were acting, and these were two separate cases, uh, were acting um, like animals. And they, you know, from both sides, I, I heard and I agree, that's not what animals do. Animals don't kill for fun. Animals, I mean, you know, a house cat maybe, but if you, an animal in its natural environment is not going to kill for fun. And uh, actually I was listening to the survival podcast and Jack Spierko brought that up that, you know, a cat is the number one, you know, domestic, uh, you know, killer, so to speak, because cats, house cats anyway, get bored and they'll kill things and not eat them. But, uh, you know, barn cats and things like that, or cats out in the wilds, they'll kill and eat. You know, they only kill to eat. They don't kill just for fun like, again, a house cat would, but, you know, if, if you're not feeding that house cat, it's going to be hungry enough that when it kills, it will eat, uh, but if it learns, if it gets, you know, domesticated, so to speak, or it gets its, you know, natural inclinations twisted, then it won't be able to do that, and I'm kind of coming from a place of, yeah, you know, humans can become maladapted, and humans, you know, human gears as well, I guess, can become maladapted, and uh, depending on, you know, their environment and how, you know, they were raised or whatever, they can go askew from their natural intention. And, you know, it was intended by Koronosuke that Hirobi, this, you know, father model Humagear, would be a tender and a caretaker. And I meant tender like, you know, he tends to things, to children and whatnot. Um, and that was the intention. That's why he was created. And obviously he skewed from that. And I wonder if maybe now he takes that fathership, that tending, that, uh, 
stewardship role and applies it towards the earth because he basically says at the end that Metsubo Jinrai's will is still to destroy all humanity because basically the earth will never be safe until humans are gone. And I like how this intersects with Aruto wanting to protect everyone's dreams because everyone's dreams are mutually uh, exclusive. Um, it could be my dream to, I'm sing or I'm married, so, but like, you know, it could be my dream to, you know, marry the girl that you're interested in, you know, have a family with her or whatever, or like, it could, you know, like, there are finite resources in this world, you know, how can you achieve everyone's dreams simultaneously? You can't. And there shouldn't be a central planner who, who tries to make everyone's dreams come true because you're going to have to pick and choose. You're going to have to, you know, choose winners and losers, choose those who get their dreams, uh, to be made into a reality and choose those who don't. And I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's just for any one group to seize that power and to, uh, you know, appoint themselves as the, you know, dream setters, the dream achievers, whatever. And obviously that's not what Aruto is, you know, trying to bring up, but if you carry, uh, the philosophy all the way out to its natural, you know, conclusion, there have to be some caveats. It can't just be that everyone's dreams are going to come true because, you know, if, uh, I don't know what Jin's dream is. I don't know what, uh, Ikazuchi's probably to hang out with his space bro, <laughs> with Subaru and like, you know, do cool stuff, uh, out in space. Um, <laughs> sorry, I don't know why that's so funny, but it, it kind of is. Anyway, um, but you know, now Hirobi's dream is to destroy humanity and, you know, there's that conflict. It'll be interesting to see exactly how that's resolved, but I just, I don't know. It was funny. It made me think, like, back when Ark told uh, Hirobi that he no longer saw any use for human gears, it made me think about 1984 and how, uh, which is something I've brought up in the context of Zero One before, and how, you know, all animals are equal, but some animals are more equal than others, and... Uh, it just kind of tickled me now that like, oh yeah, you see this guy who was using you to grasp power and as a tool for his, you know, his gains, basically, once he's done with you, uh, you know, because he's assimilated himself with the arc or with the satellite completely, or he's, you know, doing orbital attacks, or I don't know what, how he was accomplishing those infrastructure attacks, but, um, he didn't need human gears. He didn't need Mitsubo Jinrai to do it. So, uh, you know, there must have been some other thing, which to me kind of makes me wonder if maybe he was able to insert a little bit of his code somewhere else and he could come back in the next episode, perhaps. But uh, I don't know. Um, yeah. Uh, but anyway, I'm looking forward to that. I don't want to really speculate on anything because the next episode's already out and I can watch it. And then once I do, I'll be all cut up and... I'll really be interested to see exactly, you know, what the true end game of this movie or this show is and where things go, but I'm pretty satisfied with it so far. Uh, I'm really enjoying what's going on and I'm enjoying the philosophical uh, discussions or debates or, or conflicts that are being brought up here and I'm wondering exactly how they'll be resolved and I'm very interested to see that. Earlier I made a reference to 1984, but I meant Animal Farm, which is also by Orwell. If you enjoyed this, like, comment, and share to help me grow. Don't forget to subscribe to keep current with each release. Chat with me on Twitter at MJ underscore scribe. Visit MJMunoz.com slash podcast to find the multiple feeds in which I analyze Star Wars, Tokusatsu, comics, and more. Visit MJMunoz.com slash support for links to my Redbubble and coffee pages so you can help keep me doing the things I do. Thank you so much for your time and attention. Until next time, be well.
And remember, you don't have to shout henshin to be a hero.